0: Thank you. All right. Hey, how about saying thanks to the band that's been up here all day last night? Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you being here. All right. We want to say a big good afternoon to all of our friends around the world who are watching live on our internet campus. So when I say three, all of you out there, you know what you're going to do. You're going to say good afternoon to us and all of us. We're going to say good afternoon to them. Ready? All right, here we go. One, two, three. Good yeah, good afternoon, you bet. And it's great to be together as the family of McLean Bible Church studying the Word of God. Now, you remember last week we took a break in our verse-by-verse study in the book of Genesis, and we began a two-part series entitled, What God Wants the Church to Be. And we said this was like a family talk. It was like the McLean Bible Church family sitting down around the kitchen table and talking about some issues that we needed to talk to one another about. If you're visiting here today, we are so glad you're here. But you're here on kind of a little bit of an unusual week where we're not doing verse by verse exposition of the Bible, but rather we're having a family talk. But there's still a lot in here for everybody, so I hope you'll enjoy the message. Now, to go back, what we said last week is that God created the church for four purposes. Number one, to proclaim God's truth as found in the Bible to a lost and dying world. Number two, to care for fellow believers as well as non-believers with the love of Christ. Number three, to reach our world for Christ beginning right in our very own city. And number four, to make believers into disciples. And after we saw this, we then compared our church, McLean Bible Church, to these four purposes to see how we were doing and we concluded that the areas in which we needed to improve the most were in purpose number three, reaching our city for Christ, and purpose number four, making believers into disciples. Now, you guys all remember that if you were here, right? Okay. Now, we also said last week that what we need to do at McLean Bible Church is not to create a better program for discipleship or a better program for evangelism but rather what we needed to do is change the very culture of our church so that we become a church that has a culture of discipleship and a culture of personal evangelism and we began that process this week and and I told you it's going to take us a while to turn the Queen Mary, but at least we've begun. Now, I also told you we were going to release information this past week to you in three different ways. Number one, I was going to send you an email on Tuesday, which I did, if you didn't get it. It's because you're not on the email list. Go online and get on our email list, and also on the homepage of every single campus website, you will find that letter that I sent out. You can open it up and you can read it. And I want you to read it. It's very important. Number two, we said the other way we communicate information is at a town meeting that we had on Thursday and that you could come and ask questions and get clarifications. And we had that. But we're going to have another meeting on Wednesday, an exact duplicate, I mean, if you came Thursday, you can come again on Wednesday. We don't care, but we're not going to release any more information. It's just a chance for people who couldn't come on Thursday to actually have that same opportunity. And we're going to have childcare that you can go online and schedule. So that was the second way we said we're going to release information. And the third way was in part two of the sermon. And you're here, so you're going to get that. So are we ready to go? Okay. Now, just before we dig in, let's do a tiny bit more review. We ended last week by saying that a church that has more than 20,000 people that call this their church home, we should be making a bigger impact on Washington, D.C. for the Lord than we're making. And we also said that the secret to doing this is to do a much better job of making disciples here at McLean Bible Church. And remember why we said this. We said it because of what the New Testament tells us about how the early church made an impact on its world. To put it simply, the early church had a culture of personal evangelism. The early church was full of people living a lifestyle of evangelism. And what does the lifestyle of evangelism mean? Friends, it does not mean that every person in this church goes out and stands on the street corner and hands out tracts. It doesn't mean we all get a soapbox in Hyde Park and preach in the open air. It means that Every day we walk out of our house, everywhere we go, with every person that we meet, whether it's the cashier at the grocery store or the pharmacy, whether it's the UPS or FedEx delivery person, or whether it's the person sitting next to us in our office, or relatives that we see at Christmas and, and Thanksgiving and Memorial Day picnics, everyone we meet, we are anxious to share Christ, and that we know how to share Christ with them, and that when God opens the opportunity for us to share Christ with them, even though we may be nervous, and even though our armpits may be a little bit squishy, and even though we may have cotton balls in our mouth, we step out in obedience to God, and we take that opportunity, and share the Lord. This is a lifestyle of evangelism. As Peter said, 1 Peter 3.15, it means being always ready to give an answer to everyone who asks us about the hope that we have in Christ. But, and I can't stress this too much, we said last week that only a true disciple lives like this. And therefore, the only way for us to make an impact on Washington, D.C., that's bigger than we're making, is for us to make more disciples here at McLean Bible Church. There's a formula we've got to come to grips with. The formula is a low number of disciples at McLean Bible Church equals a low number of believers living a lifestyle of evangelism at McLean Bible Church equals a low impact for Christ on Washington, D.C. And so this is the challenge before us. So do y'all, we all see this? Okay. We all, yes? Okay, good. Now this leads to the question that we want to talk about in part two. And that question is, well, exactly how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this culture change happen here? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, we ready? All right, here we go. And let me just say it as we as we begin. Do not try to keep up with me and take notes. You're not going to be able to do it because I'm I'm in am in light speed today, and and but but tomorrow. Everything that I'm going to say is going to be posted on our website of every campus. So just go on the website, right on the home page. You can download everything I'm going to say, print it out. So just, can I ask you just to pay attention, listen, and, and just track with me. Is that okay? All right, here we go. Now, let's talk about discipleship first. The first significant change we're making when it comes to discipleship and it's a really important one, is that we are reallocating our resources to put at least one dedicated discipleship director at each McLean Bible Church campus, a staff person. Because remember our definition of a culture of discipleship. A culture of discipleship is when every person in this church can answer the question, who are you spiritually investing in and who is spiritually investing in you? And so this person's job is to mobilize and organize and inspire and train people at their campus to be spiritually investing in other people. And in order to produce this culture of discipleship here, we have agreed to two sets of basic principles that are going to define and direct us as we build this culture. And I want to tell you what they are. This is a result of a year's worth of work. And as any of you know who've done this, if you're going to make strategic change, you can't get in a room and take six hours and say, we're done. It doesn't happen like that. Not if it's lasting. A year's work has gone into this, but we're here and we're excited. Okay, so here we go. First, we need a philosophical foundation for a culture of discipleship, and we—it's found in four underpinnings, four philosophical underpinnings. Here they are. Number one, a culture of discipleship must be embedded in and aligned with everything we do at McLean Bible Church, meaning that discipleship can no longer be an optional elective here at McLean. It's got to be part of the warp and the woof of everything we do. Number two, philosophical underpinning number two, is that in order to impact Washington, D.C. with the gospel message of Christ, every person at McLean must be a disciple who routinely shares their faith. Number three, every disciple at McLean must be developed and mobilized to make an evangelistic impact with their life. Friend, you may not make an impact in education with your life. You may not make an impact in the military with your life. You may not make an impact in politics with your life. You may not make an impact in the, the financial arena of our world with your life. But if you are a follower of Christ, we are determined to help you make an evangelistic impact on this world in your, uh, with your life so that there are new believers in your wake all the way through your life. And let me say this. If you go through our discipleship process here or any discipleship process, I don't care where it is, and come out without a burden for lost people and a passion to share Christ with lost people, listen to me now, friend, in that process you may have gotten a lot of Bible knowledge, but you did not become a disciple because a disciple cares about the lost knows that people are lost, knows the gospel is their only hope, and is out there anxious to tell people about it. That's a disciple. And finally, underpinning number four, we must use one discipleship pathway for all campuses and ministries in order to unify McLean Bible Church in its mission. Friends, when it comes to our discipleship pathway here at McLean Bible Church, we cannot be like the modern book of Judges where every man does what's right in his own eyes. No, we need to know what we're trying to produce in a disciple and then we need to have a clear plan to do it that everybody here uses. Now, that's the philosophical foundation of a culture of discipleship here. But how are we going to turn this philosophy into reality? Well, to do that, we've come up with six strategic pillars that every campus has agreed that this is how we're going to live. This is what we're going to implement at every campus, and this is what we're going to live by. So here they are. Number one, all campuses will use a common curriculum which will serve as a catalyst for culture change at McLean Bible Church. You say, what? does that mean? Well, what I mean is we need a rudder to begin turning the Queen Mary. And so what we've decided to do is to take a nine-week discipleship curriculum to begin training our leaders in this curriculum this summer. And then this fall from September through Christmas, we are going as an entire church family, all of us, to go through this nine-week curriculum together. Every small group, every community group, Our teenagers, we're all going through this together, and I think this is so important that I'm going to suspend our study in the book of Genesis from September to Christmas, and the pulpit is going to go through these nine weeks of discipleship week by week, right along with everybody else in this church. We need a rudder to begin making the shift. Number two, all campuses... We'll have a relational community to care for, equip, and support discipleship leaders. Remember, discipleship is all about who are you investing in. Okay, a discipleship leader is doing that. But then, who is investing in our discipleship leaders? Well, some we need to do that. Or else these people will ling, lag, lag, and these people will, will burn out, and these people will begin to suffer. And so we're going to build a community at each campus where we are pouring into the people who are pouring into the people at the campus. You with me? All right, number three, and this is very important. All campuses will ha- ha- carry out a reproducible discipleship, process that will have, watch, an intentional leader. When the discipleship leader walks in that group, they are going to walk in there intentional about what it is that week they are there to carry out in the lives of their people. They're not going to walk in, get a bag of chips, flop in the chair and go, how about them Nicks? This is not an intentional leader. We're going to have an intentional leader who will carry out discipleship in a relational environment. We're not going to try to carry out discipleship in a class or in a seminar or by reading a book. A discipleship can only be done life on life. And finally, with a specified content that covers the theological themes and the practical skills that it takes to be a disciple and the best part of all is that this process will be a reproducible process that is one that is easy for us to repeat with other people because we don't just want to make you into a disciple don't think that we want to make you into a disciple maker which means we want you pouring into other people you say but long wait a minute I mean, I'm young in the faith. I, 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 you know, I really don't know that much. I'm a novice. I mean, well, who in the world am I going to disciple? Look here, friend. Look here. I don't care where you are in your Christian life. I promise you. There is some Christian who knows less than you. Yeah, they are. They're out, they're out there. And we're going to help you find them. And then we're going to help you begin pouring into them what somebody else is pouring in to you got it all right good now number four for continuing discipleship you go boop, 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 wait a minute what do you mean what what, what do you mean continuing discipleship well friends nine weeks of a discipleship curriculum does not make a disciple that's just the beginning there's a lot we can't cover in nine weeks that is critical to being a disciple you say like what Oh, well, like how to pray and like how to study the Bible and like how to share your faith. And practicing it so you know how to do it. How to give a compelling testimony in two minutes when somebody asks you. How to present the gospel to somebody in two minutes when somebody asks you. Uh, a biblical stewardship. How to handle your resources. Uh, learning to live in the power of the Holy Spirit each and every day. I mean, there's a lot more than nine weeks that goes into being a disciple. We are actually going to have a continuing discipleship program process that lasts two years that we are going to pour all this stuff in to you, and for that, we're going to all use a common diet of curriculum. More on that in the future. Number five, almost done. All campuses, philosophically, we know we're trying to build a culture of discipleship. How are we going to do it? All campuses will have at least one environment where intergenerational discipleship relationships occur. In other words, we want to create places where mature believers can mentor younger believers who want it. And to stimulate this, we have ended Frontline. Now, listen carefully, I want you to hear and I I want to be very clear about what I'm saying here. Friends, God has used Frontline in a mighty way here in the Washington area and around the world. In the last 17 years, Frontline, our young adult ministry, existed. There are literally thousands of people's lives that have been changed through Frontline. But we don't think Frontline and as a program, as a tactic, is as effective as it used to be in doing what we want to do. Friends, we are more committed to reaching young adults for Christ than we have ever been. We are more committed to pouring uh, the gospel into young adults' lives and helping them mature in Christ than we have ever been. It's just that we believe the front-line approach. A church within a church, one silo where all the young adults were, and one silo where the rest of the church is, that that's no longer the best way to do it. As one person said, we've decided it's time for us at McLean Bible Church to move from a duplex into a single family home. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And we're going to be one church family with a vibrant young adult ministry and intergenerational relationships where real mentoring can occur. So, Frontline Arlington is now McLean Bible Church Arlington. And Frontline Silver Spring is now McLean Bible Church Silver Spring. Frontline Tyson's is now the 530 service of our Tyson's campus. And Frontline Prince William is now part of the Prince William campus. We're all one big family. And we made one other change, and that is we've unified the pulpit across all of McLean Bible Church. You say, what does that mean? It means that if I'm here speaking one week, I'm speaking to everybody. Everybody. Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night. If I'm speaking, everybody gets me like it or not. They get me. And let me tell you why we're doing that. It's because we can't be one church family, marching together, knit together, hooked together, arm in arm, without one pulpit delivering the same message and the same vision and the same Word of God each and every week to everybody. You with me? Everybody understand? All right. Now, you see, well, you can clap, that's great. You say, but Lon, I, I don't mean any offense here. And I hope you don't take this wrong, but I mean, it's like, you know, you're not as young as you used to be. I mean, can you do this? I mean, you know, can you actually do all this speaking? Well, you know, 42 years ago when I came to Christ, I told the Lord, Lord, you just tell me what to do, give me the strength, and I'll try my best to do it. So when it became obvious that this is where we needed to go, that's exactly what I told the Lord. And, and I'm, committed to, I'm committed to doing it. You know, with the Lord's help and a nap on Sunday, I can do this. I can. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Amen. And you say, yeah, well, you know, we're a little worried, though, that you might, I mean, burn out doing this, you know. Hey, I remember what George Whitfield said, and I agree with him, the great leader of the Great Awakening. He said, I'd rather burn out than rust out. And so that's my attitude, friends. Lord, burn me out. That's good. But I don't want to rust out. Use me up. And so that's what we're going to do. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. Now, so what that means is, if you live in Arlington, I want you to seriously consider making the Arlington campus of McLean Bible Church your home campus. You're going to get me. I'm going to be there every Monday night that I'm here. I'll be there, Lord willing. If you live in Silver Spring area, I want you to consider making Silver Spring your home campus because you're going to get me, like it or not, and I want many of you to consider going into our 530 service, particularly if you uh, are a are more uh, mature Uh, individual in Christ because we're going to try to build with the hundreds of young adults that are already there at 530 those cross-generational relationships that we can begin mentoring with. So, whoo! Big change, but you need to know about it. Finally, number six, all campuses will create intentional links between evangelism and discipleship so that disciples are sharing their faith And new believers that are coming to Christ are getting directed into our discipleship process. The point, my friends, is that evangelism and discipleship here at McLean Bible Church have to be a continuous circle that feed and support one another. Now that's our discipleship culture that we're trying to build. And let me turn now to evangelism. Can I? All right. Now with evangelism, just like with discipleship, We've reallocated our resources to put a full-time staff evangelism director at each McLean Bible Church campus. And this person's job is to mobilize and to inspire and to train and to provide opportunities for people at each campus to share their faith and live a lifestyle of evangelism. And just as with discipleship, we've established a philosophical foundation for the new culture we want to build and some practical pillars as to how we're going to do it. So let me give them to you. First, there are four uh, philosophical underpinnings of this culture. Number one, every disciple at McLean Bible Church must be committed to living a lifestyle of evangelism. That's our goal with every single one of us here, is to turn us into people who live a lifestyle of evangelism. Number two, intercessory prayer must be a key component of evangelism. And we're going to ratchet up our intercessory prayer in connection with our evangelism ministry. Number three, every disciple at McLean will be trained in a compelling and simple way to share the gospel. Notice I said compelling and simple. If somebody's sitting next to you on the metro and they want you to share Christ with them, they don't have two and a half hours. They don't have five hours. They're getting off at the next stop or two. got two minutes. And we've got to be able to produce a compelling, simple Biblical, effective, evangelism, presentation. And we're going to use the Romans Road. And you say, I don't know what the Romans Road is. You will. You will, I promise you. We're all going to learn it. And it's an incredibly effective way to share Christ. We're all going to learn it. Number four, we must be zealous in sharing our faith, both through local and global outreaches. This is our foundation philosophically. How are we going to put it into practice? Six strategic pillars of evangelism, and then I'm done. Number one, all campuses will offer basic and specialized evangelism training regularly. Say, what's the difference? Well, basic training is how you share your faith with the average person you meet. Specialized training is how you share Christ with a Jewish person or a Muslim person. Or a Mormon person, it takes a little bit more training to do that. Number two, all campuses will have one community outreach per campus per quarter. Folks, the world's not coming to us. Forget it. we got to go to them. And we're not going to them enough. And so we're going to say at every campus, once a quarter, this campus is going out to share Christ. Now, it'll be different every quarter, and it's up to the evangelism team at that campus to organize it, but this is something everybody at that campus can participate in and be a part of. Number three, all campuses will offer at least two global impact trips. This is short-term mission trips per year with evangelism as their primary focus, and these trips will be open to everybody, not just young adults. Number four, all campuses will participate in an annual church-wide evangelistic outreach, which means that we're going to have an annual church-wide evangelistic outreach. You say, well, what's that going to look like? Well, in 2004 when the Passion movie came out, it looked like showing the Passion movie early release, renting theaters all over Washington, having 11,000 people come, presenting the gospel in the front of the movie theater after the movie showed, and and challenging people right there to receive Christ. We even presented the gospel to Ted Koppel sitting in one of the theaters. You say, oh, but, but, but... but you're going to do that every year? No, we're not going to do that every year. The passion only comes out one time. No, no, we're going to figure out year to year where God is opening a door for us to have something that is is church-wide, and that's what we're going to do. Number five, all campuses will tell stories of people coming to Christ, as well as those stories of people sharing the gospel from the, what's the next word? from the stage. Thank you. And on each campus website. Friends, we need to celebrate new spiritual births more than we do. And we need to take inspiration from the people who are out there birthing people more than we do. So we're gonna start a regular feature here at Tyson's like if you were here on time, you saw today where we start getting people up and talking about how their lives changed and how discipleship made them a person that shares and doing baptisms. But it'll be early in the service, so don't be late. Be on time. Because you'll miss some great stuff. What do you all think about that? Amen? Let's be on time. Now all the people clapping are the people who were here on time. But the rest of us, get your parts here on time so you get, you get to get that, 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 that celebration of changed lives, folks. And number six, and most innovative, and I think probably very exciting and very important, is that all campuses will create an intentional fan of evangelistic opportunities for their people. You say, what in the world does that mean? All right, well, let me explain. I stand up here often and say, we should be sharing our faith. We need to be sharing our faith. And you sit there and listen. But the problem is, we as a church don't provide you with a very diverse opportunity to go out and do that. Oh, we, we have a, you know, a share, uh, go out on the streets and hand out track ministry. Yeah. But you say, well, Lon, but what if that's not my passion? What if that's not my, you know, what if standing on a street and handing out tracts is not really what what, what I want to do, you know? Well, then we really don't have much else. And very few of us are capable of going out and starting from scratch and creating evangelistic opportunities. That's hard. So we as a church have a problem we need to fix and that is we need to provide a broad spectrum a fan if you will of evangelistic opportunities that cover every kind of spiritual passion every kind of spiritual intensity so that no matter where you are or what you're comfortable with there's a place for you to go share Christ I'm talking about okay out on the streets fine but also maybe going to a hospital and going from room to room and praying with people and talking to them or going to an assisted living center and doing the same thing or having an evangelistic coffee in your home or or, or maybe uh, um, uh, uh, having like A Bible study in an embassy where you can go down there and be part of that. I mean, there are so many ways. Having a soup kitchen. There are so many ways that we can create evangelistic opportunities that we're not doing and we're letting you down because we are challenging you without providing the outlet. Well, we're going to fix that at every campus. We're going to fix that so that no matter who you are or where you're comfortable, there's a place for you to go share Christ. And you know what? The more you share, the more comfortable you get sharing. And it, it, it just works that way. So that's what we're going to do. And we're excited about it. And um, this is our evangelism culture, personal evangelism culture. So there you got it. I told you I was going to pour a lot of hay on the horses, didn't I? All right. So go online. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to your can- the campus website. I want you to pull all of these points off and print them off. I want you to read them. I want you to study them. Maybe go back and listen to the message again with the points right there in front of you and pray about them and say, Okay, Lord, uh, get me excited about these and help me buy into these. And friends, we just don't want you to be the recipients of culture change. We want you to help us be the architects of cultural change here at McLean Bible Church. We want you in participating and creating this new culture here. You understand? What do you think? You guys agree? All right. Now, every one of you who clapped, I'm going to count on you that you're going to be in. And let me just close by telling you why we're doing this. You say, yeah, I'm just a little curious. Why are we doing all this? Very, Very simple, my friends. We're not doing it for the glory of McLean Bible Church. We don't really care. How many people in Washington know the name of McLean Bible Church? We don't really care about whether McLean Bible Church has a reputation throughout the city. We we don't really care, as God grows this church, how high we might rise on some ladder of the largest churches in America. Who cares about that? We don't care about that. And we're not doing it for the glory of the congregation or for the glory of the staff or, God forbid, for the glory of Lon Solomon. Those kinds of motives are fleshly, and they're carnal, and they're unchristlike. That is not why we're doing this. We are doing this because we have a city to reach, because the Lord Jesus Christ has put us in this city to go after it, and we need to be more effective than we've been, not just for the sake of the glory of Jesus, but for the sake of all those Vicky R. out there who are going, going to go into eternity without Christ and are going to go to hell. It's just that simple. If we don't get out there and tell them about Christ and give them a fighting chance. And we've got to get better at that. And this is what it's about. It's about 6 million people who need Jesus in their life. That's what this is about. And how can we be more effective in God's hands in getting out there and giving them a fighting chance to accept Christ? Does everybody understand what we're doing? And what this is about? Yeah? Okay, and that's, that's a good reason. You agree? Okay. Now, in light of all of that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Father, all that we've talked about today is great, but apart from the Holy Spirit's power himself, we will not achieve this. And so we ask, Lord, that you would take our plans and you would take these principles and pillars and that you would infuse into them the power of your Spirit and that he would bring these things to pass at our church that he would change the culture of McLean Bible Church as we work alongside him as his partners and so God it's our our dependence is on you not on ourselves and not on strategic pillars or philosophical underpinnings but on the power of Christ to change us but we gotta know where we're going Lord and thank you for laying out a target for us to work alongside of you to create here. And what what we want to do, Father, is we want to see this church family become more effective, more powerful in the hands of Christ for reaching people here in Washington, D.C. Lord, as a result of these changes, may thousands and thousands of more people than we would have reached ordinarily be reached for Christ and populate heaven, because McLean Bible Church was here in this city, and we had the courage to ask you to change our culture and make us better. And so, Lord, we lay McLean Bible Church at your feet, and we ask for you to give us the privilege to participate with you in seeing people come to Christ here in Washington, D.C., and we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. And what do God's people say? Amen. I know, wait a minute. I just talked to you about completely changing the culture of McLean Bible Church, and you guys go, Amen. Eh, what do God's people say? Amen. Very nice. Have a nice day. See you.